this is your host, Vernon Terrell with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back to the brand new year, 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. And I am here in the conference room with Michelle Morris. Hello, Michelle. Hello. And we're going, Michelle, as you know, is uh, the Director of Strategy and Growth at Grace Ministries. And we're going to talk about, appropriately, I think, this idea of New Year's resolutions goals, what they should be in terms of New Year's resolutions often gets a bad rap. Goals aren't bad, but we're going to talk about that and uh, where you may struggle uh, in this area. And when we talk about New Year's resolution, Michelle, what's the first thing you think about? Uh, Making a list and failing at keeping it. Yes, it's like uh, we were talking about. Hey, I'm going to the gym, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my body healthy. And if you go to the gym on a regular basis, you uh, you know around this time you go, and there's a lot of people there. The parking lot is packed, and you go in there. And over time, what is it, about four weeks, maybe, maybe. I usually say six to eight weeks. It dies down. Six to eight weeks, you'll see it die down and get back to normal. And that is the way of many New Year's resolutions. So I want to start off first with the idea of why does that happen? Why do we sometimes, uh, we make these sometimes grandiose, sometimes not, but we, we devise these New Year resolutions and we don't keep them. Well, one way of looking at it, if we're coming at it from uh, our perspective here at Grace Ministries, is a lot of times we set out to accomplish goals in our own strength. And our strength is very limited. Our resolve is very limited. And so we can really want to do something. We can really want a certain outcome. Um, But we don't always have what it takes to actually make it happen. And Paul talks a lot about that in the New Testament. He calls it our flesh, is our ways of doing life Um, disconnected from God as our power source. Um, So I believe there really is a way of of doing changes in life um, where we can be connected to God as our power source so that we can have the perseverance to really reach the outcome that that he calls us to, that he gives us the vision for, um, that when it's his his strength flowing through us, there is a a different power source. to tap into. So we do it sometimes or try to accomplish these New Year's resolutions after the flesh in our own strength. And just a side note, they can be really good goals. Um, just because it, we, we use that word flesh, we think of fleshly things are, oh, we're trying to do things that would be bad. No, they could be good things. Um, but even good things disconnected from God as the source uh, can be done in our own strength. So you're saying I can have a goal or a New Year's resolution. In fact, we'll stop there for a moment, camp on this one idea. Is there a difference between a New Year's resolution and a goal, do you think? is there, Or is it just um, 
Well, when I think of the word resolution, it's got the word resolve in it. Um, what comes to my mind is my own will. I have a will for something to happen. I'm willing this to happen. Um, a goal, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't really. Sometimes these New Year's resolutions, I think, are, um, I and not always. There's no always or never in this, but sometimes it's more like, I'm going to lose weight. Awesome. I'm going to lose weight. Um, whereas, and that's my New Year's resolution. And that could turn into a goal. But uh, a goal is something that's got, and everyone's heard of this idea of smart goals mm-hmm. and where we can uh, where we can have a specific outcome in mind and we have a timeline, we have a plan, we have a pathway, and uh, it's, and it's achievable. It's achievable and time-bound. Mm-hmm. We get all that, and there is a school of thought I read recently that said, no, um, think bigger, don't just make it, you know, achievable, make it crazy, and there's room for that, Uh, but generally when we're making a goal, we want a smart goal, versus a resolution, I think it's, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get stronger, get fit, and that's great, it's not a goal by saying that, I like what my pastor will often say, he'll say that uh, it's direction, not intention, leads to your destination. And we can intend all day long, but if we're, uh, if we don't, if we're not going in that direction, then we'll never reach the destination that we are, are intending. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the, the podcast. We say, you know, stop talking, start walking. Folks who say that, oh yeah, I, I want to be free. Uh, I want to be holy. I'm not holy. I'm, I want to be holy. Well, uh, first of all, you are holy. And first of all, you are free. That's a whole mindset the enemy gets us tripped up on all the time. You are free and you are holy and you have victory. If what? I, I think yeah. there's a big if there we have to say. Assuming you're in Christ. Right. Yeah. If you're in Christ, you are free. Uh, I think what they're saying is I'm... I, I want to experience that holiness and I want to experience that victory. Yet, I know people who say that and they've been saying it for 10 years, 15 years. And it's your intention is good, but it's direction, not intention. Paul calls us to walk as holy. Why? To be more holy? No, because you're holy. So you're holy, you know it. Well, go, let's walk holy. And sometimes we're... We don't walk holy because we're bound up with all this other stuff. And that's part of some people do need uh, counseling that we offer at Grace Ministries and where we can help them, as we say in one of our brands, Life Untangled, untangle all of that so you can uh, experience the freedom that is already yours. I I think the first step in all of that is really a a certain level of self-awareness. if if you're walking in a certain direction and you're not aware, perhaps um, perhaps the words that you're using are hurting those around you, and you completely lack the self awareness of um, how harsh you sound or um, just different behaviors that are going on, um, I think uh, this is always the time of year where I I think we often stop and we reflect. I think over the past um, a couple of years, especially. Uh, with COVID, we've had so much loss 
in our lives, uh, in our community, um, a lot of us have, have stopped to pause and just reflect, where, where are we at? Uh, where am I at in life? Um, boy, every day is a gift. And so how am I showing up? How am I impacting the people around me? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it neutral? Is it is it just neutral? That would be kind of sad um, mm. to, to think of, of not having any impact. You know, of course, we don't want a negative impact. Um, so I think self-awareness is the first step. Um, but also, really, there's different areas we can set goals as well. Um, we can set, you're talking about those physical goals, you're talking about spiritual goals of holiness. We have soul, uh, soul goals that we set for our mind. Um, some of us have education goals um, for our emotions. Some of us have goals to, to just experience healthier emotions. Some of us are just getting some awareness. Wow, I live life pretty shut down and I'm not experiencing a ton of emotion um, because I think there's a lot of negative stuff in there. And so doing a little bit of a self-inventory really helps to determine, well, what, what goals should we be setting for ourselves in our, for our body, for our soul, for our spirit? In my previous life, I had a... Wait, are, are we in this reincarnation? <laughs> oh, sorry, not in the reincarnation queue. Okay. In my previous ministry oh, okay. uh, that I did, uh, I did. Uh, I developed something called the time steward uh, process. And what it is, it's exactly what you described. It's looking at these different uh, areas uh, whether it's our relationships, our career, our finances, our ministry, our family, our marriage, uh, all those uh, uh, important relationships. And it's learning how to it, think of it as Christ in the center. Uh, and you've got the, you know, we always use circles, don't we? Uh, you have Christ in the center, uh, and you've got all of the, like the spoke or like the hub of the wheel. And you've got all of these uh, sections, uh, like a pie of relations, career, ministry, finances, all of that. Uh, and it's learning how to set goals prayerfully. And I believe that's biblical, where we can prayerfully set a goal and we're trusting Christ to really express his life through us, in that, through that area, through us, to out to others. And that is how I see it. And you can resolve to do something. As you said, we talk about New Year's resolution. I resolve to do this. And if you resolve uh, in your own strength, well, your resolve is only as strong as your strength is. And some folks are pretty strong. And they, and they, and, you know, they make it happen. Uh, and... For quite a few folks, their resolve is going to peter out at some point. Mm -hmm. You get tired, you peter out, and it's gone. So I think that is so true. You talked about self-awareness, number one. Uh, this is a good time, a new year, new beginning. Uh, and not resolving to fix ourselves, I think, is a key. Not resolving to fix ourselves after the flesh but aligning with God and, Father, where would you have me be? And set a goal to get there by his strength. What does that look like? How does that happen? Uh, the verse that comes to my mind is uh, Hebrews 12, um, 
verses one and two. Uh, this is coming right after that that verse or the the chapter Hebrews eleven. That's the great faith chapter of people who've gone before us with great faith, living out their lives with great faith. And then it says, therefore, because we've been uh, we have such a great cloud of these witnesses, these heroes of the faith that went before us that surround us. Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of, uh, of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, so, and then verse 3 is so... It, it, it's the it's the punch here for consider him who had endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart so this is the key to not growing weary and losing heart is um is we have to fix our eyes on jesus um he is <clears throat> the author and perfecter of our faith we are not um called for self-reformation that is not what the Christian life is all about. It's about eyes on him, relationship with him. And we see the pathway that he did. He went through something very difficult. He endured the cross uh, because he saw what was going to come through on the other side of that. And as we're thinking about setting these goals for ourselves, there is, uh, there's some pain involved. Whatever that goal is, whether we're sacrificing time or sacrificing dessert or um, sacrificing our own selfishness, um, there's sacrifice that comes for for the goal to happen. Mm. Well, one thing when it comes to these goals and achieving these goals is, number one, sometimes we get very, very focused on the goal and that goal i think uh, and we can pray about that goal and the and the goal is a good goal but i've seen at times where that goal becomes an idol it's that we've we're achieving we're going toward that goal and now that goal really becomes an idol like for instance um debt free is a worthy goal mm-hmm. it's a great goal and god would uh, have us to not have a uh, that burden of debt on us. And I have seen that very good goal become an idol, whereas a Christian would say, will start saying, yes, I'm going to be debt-free because God wants me debt-free and everyone should be debt-free. And now it's everything, everything about life is about being debt-free. It's almost like that becomes, well, God, God will love me more or mm. God will be pleased with me. I can earn God's approval if I could do this. I'm more if spiritual. I mm-hmm. I'm debt free. Or the flip side of it, that can become my sense of security. I've been in debt and very financially unstable, which is not a great place to be. But now I'm going to look to finances to be my sense of security uh, and losing sight of fixing our eyes on Jesus, that he is ultimately our, our security. Mm, that's uh, uh, This is where we. I think we do have to be careful that... Um, we don't use our fitness goal or our financial goal to start measuring others as being a better Christian or a worse Christian or measure myself as being more acceptable acceptable to God or less acceptable to God. That uh, is not what it's all about. I like what Paul said, uh, and I believe it was in Corinthians, to 
to those who are in slavery. You say, well, well, Jesus and, and, and the early church didn't do anything about, they didn't attack the political system. That wasn't the goal. That wasn't the mission. The mission was to set the captives free uh, in spiritual bondage. And Paul said it this way. He said, look, to the slaves, if you can be free, be free. If you can, get, if you can improve your situation, improve your situation. He says, because, but as a slave, you're the Lord's free man. And to the slave owners, he said, uh, to the masters, you're the Lord's slave. So it, it's not about, if you can improve, do it. And, and that's good. Don't make that the end game. It's not the end game. The end game is knowing God, knowing Christ, experiencing him as your very life in whatever situation uh, that you're in. But don't have this temptation to make that financial goal or that weight goal or that fitness goal or um, that family goal as this is what spirituality looks like. All right. So the big question for you, Vernon, do you have a goal for 2022? Oh, I've got a couple of goals for 2022. In fact, I've made, uh, I am one who enjoys setting goals uh, on reading. Uh, I have, uh, I like reading and I include, and some of you will say that's not reading, but I'm sorry, I'm going to disagree. I have a goal of reading uh, a couple of books every year and uh, that includes audio books that's a book that's reading to me. Don't say anything. Our listeners can't hear that I'm rolling my eyes just a little bit right now. Yes, that audiobooks count. So just know that, folks. Audiobooks do count. Even podcasts, no, audiobooks uh, count. So I do have goals, of fitness goals that I have. Now, I, I met a weight goal that I had for 2021. Uh, and uh, I, for myself, I was not happy at the weight I was at. And... I lost about 30, 35 pounds, uh, and that was my, that was something I wanted to do, and I just said, all right, Lord, here's kind of, here's what I want to do, and I'm going to just push toward that. Uh, it's not everybody's goal, and I don't say, well, everyone should lose 40 pounds. No, that was for me. Um, I have uh, goals for 2022 to maintain a certain level uh, of uh, weight uh, and fitness, so I have a goal, and uh, I now there are times I I don't set I used to, but I've kind of um, drawn back. I used to set spiritual goals in terms of number of verses memorized and all that, and I got away from that. I don't know that just didn't uh, I didn't see that as something uh, for me as a performance flesh old pattern uh, that played into an old flat, uh, flesh superiority spiritual pattern that I didn't want to play into. I can relate to that um, from my uh, earlier years in life. I have to say in these last five years of life, however, I have set, um, not necessarily always at the beginning of the year, but I've been intentional in setting goals in growing in intimacy with God. And that has taken me on a wonderful journey Um of assessing how do I connect best with God and really being intentional to set goals to do the activities that help me connect best with God. One of the earliest that I discovered was being out in nature really mm -hmm. helps me. I, 
I can pray so much easier and I hear God speak to my heart so much easier when I'm out in nature, um, just enjoying uh, God's creation. And so uh, a few years ago, I set that as a goal and um, it's really helped my intimacy with God. And that was the first step, but it's been interesting to see over these few years, um, some other, um, maybe you could call them spiritual disciplines. Um, I just call them creative ways of connecting with my creator. And uh, some of that is worship, being intentional about um, waking up in the morning and putting on some worship music that resonates with my heart. Um, And some of it is having times of solitude and silence, getting away by myself um, to just have time alone with the Lord. Um, so it's been really fun over these last few years. Um, I think I can see that going forward over time of something I'll continue to, to grow in and develop and, um, and reassess. I, again, you don't want that to get stale, just like any relationship, um, our relationship with the Lord, we can keep it fresh by, um, trying different ways of connecting with him and listening to him. You know, it's like when, uh, you're in a relationship, uh, and we've talked about this, you know, uh, couples sometimes when when uh, we come together, we can drift apart. We can, we're not intentional on things. And you say, oh, um, date nights are, are legalistic or they're not real. Well, you know, it's not about checking off the box on a date night and having that it's more about the word you use being intentional about being relational. Sure. If, if I want to go on a date with you, we're going to have to pick a night and get it set on the calendar because otherwise other things can come up. So it's about really protecting the things that are of great value. And you can do that with your relationship with the Lord. It's a relationship and you can put something on your calendar. Now, one thing let me give you permission to do if you, not that you really need permission, but you may set seasonal goals that says, you know, I want to be out in nature during this season. Maybe not in the winter when it's snowing and it's freezing and cold and rainy, but that's okay. Maybe you, in the spring, you say, I want to get out in nature more during this season. And you don't, ch- and, and this is the type of goal that, and I think relational goals are this way. They're not a box that you check off. I can check off going to the gym and kind of check that off or check off my, if I'm calorie counting, some people say, oh, don't calorie count. Hey, calorie counting is fine if it works for you. It works for me, maybe not for everybody. Don't dismiss it. Uh, But there's things you can check off. Relational goals, be careful with that checkbox. It's not a checkbox. It's it's an intentional time where you say, I want to just get out as, Michelle, as you said, I want to get out in nature more. So you're intentional where you can to get out in nature and you don't have it on a goal sheet, a checkbox sheet, but you've set that I want to be intentional and you put it on your calendar or you just, you know, uh, you go on your walk. Maybe you make that a part of your getting out in nature, whatever that looks like. Uh, you can just do it for a season and stop and say, that was good. So I'm not doing it every day now. It's not, that's fine. You do it for a season. Come back and do something else for a season. The point is these goals are designed for a purpose. A relational goal is to be more relational and to get to know your Heavenly Father or to get to know your spouse better. That's what it's all about. So 
what does the Bible say about goals and plans? And uh, I've got a verse or two, and uh, there's a number. I'm one I don't have. Um, uh, I've got it's in Jeremiah, but one that I think folks talk about all the time. Proverbs sixteen nine says, "The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps." And it's okay. We should plan, but we should allow for the Lord to direct our steps within the plan. He may change the plan. We have to be flexible as we're trusting the Lord and we're saying, Lord, direct. This is why Jeremiah said, Lord, I don't even know what the plans are. He was praying to the Lord, crying out, I don't even know what the plans. The Lord, you know, give me plans, Father. And we ask the Lord to help plan our way, and we plan our way. But then we trust the Lord to direct our steps. You know what that means? If the Lord is directing your steps, that means you are walking in your plan. You're not just planning and imagining and intending. You're actually planning and, and making actionable steps. And you start walking, not talking, it, your plan. Anybody can talk up a plan, but the, the plans must be executed. So you plan and then you start and you trust the Lord to direct your steps as you're moving forward. And Proverbs 16, 3, right before that, it says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established, will be, will be firmed up. What does that mean? It means that you are actually working your plan. You're committing your works to the Lord. That means, Lord, I'm committing this to you. You're moving forward. And as you're moving forward, you're actually putting feet and, and putting motion to your plan that you've asked the Lord for. And that is how those plans are firmed up. Uh, another one that I think is so important, and I'll stop, and Michelle, you may have some thoughts on this too, what we've talked about. On Proverbs 15, 22, it says, without consultation, plans are frustrated. They kind of go astray, but with many counselors, they succeed. That's the same word uh, actually used in Proverbs 16 to be established and firmed up. Um, it's when you have, when you're making plans, it's good to have a partner. It's good to have people coming around you to talk uh, about some of those plans and to plan together, to get feedback on the plan. Uh, there's a better success rate when you do life together with other people than when you just go solo, which so many of us tend to do, and I'm looking at myself uh, on that one. So uh, make a plan, ask the Lord to give you wisdom for the plan, start working the plan and having the flexibility for the Lord to direct and change it, but to direct your steps, which means you're walking, and commit your works, your activities to the Lord. And those plans are firmed up and get people around you uh, to help you with the plan. And keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't stop as you're walking. What other thoughts do you have around this idea of uh, goal setting, New Year's resolutions, planning, 
Anything come to your mind? Well, what's been on my heart uh, the last few days is the 23rd Psalm. It's a, a favorite. Most people have it memorized. But it's that picture that the Lord is our shepherd. And because he's our shepherd, we, we don't have this sense of want or need or lack because um, he, he provides all of our needs. And I love through the 23rd Psalm, this might be a fun one for, uh, for us to revisit, is he makes me lie down in green pastures. I might be in a season where I need to set some goals to take more rest, mm. to take uh, some Sabbath rests. He leads me beside quiet waters. Um, he restores my soul. And so uh, there might be some goals we need to set and allow him to do that restoration that our soul needs. He guides me in the path of righteousness, and I think you covered that well uh, with the Proverbs that you just read, uh, for his namesake. But this is the big one here. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. A lot of us are in this season of the, the valley of the shadow of death. And so what is my goal when I'm in, in that season of life? It's for his rod and his staff to comfort me. It's to look for him in the midst of it and to sense his presence and his comfort that he has for me. Um, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When it gets really heated and our enemies are surrounding us, he anoints our head with oil. So I think um, as we go through this psalm, um, the, it ends uh, sweetly. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, this one has just been coming back to me here at the beginning of the year um, because we can probably find ourselves in one of these seasons. Uh, and what is it that we need? And and focus on the thing that will really bring that restoration to us. Good words. And I think just know that uh, the goals you set, the plans you make, do not bring you any closer to the Lord. They don't bring you any more favor from the Lord. They don't bring you uh, any more holiness or righteousness from the Lord. What they do is they move you forward. If your goals are set uh, by uh, trusting Christ and through his power, they move you forward to experiencing more of who he is and who you are in him. The fruit of the Spirit expressing His life through you. That's what we want. That's what you want. That's what you really want as a believer in Jesus Christ is to have the omnipotent God who's living in you express His power and His love to your family, to your friends, to those all around you. That's what we want, to experience Him in this life. So I encourage you, as we close this podcast, that you don't just talk about it, that you don't just wish it and intend it, but that you actually, prayerfully make your plan and start walking in it, that you stop talking about it, and by His grace and power, you start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gment.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.